dog has allergies or is chewing, scratching, or licking excessively, this message is for you because it's very possible that the problem is actually not allergies, but muscle, nerve, joint, or back injury that has been left undetected. I estimate that more than three quarters of all dogs are misdiagnosed with allergies and put on toxic side effect causing medication that suppresses the immune system and causes more problems. Don't miss this opportunity to learn more about what to do about your dog scratching, itching and licking. All you need to do is to go to peterdobias.com forward slash allergies. Join our community and get all important articles, resources and other materials that have helped many dog lovers to solve their dog's allergies and live a happy, long, itch-free life. Again, the web address is peterdobias.com, P-E-T-E-R-D-O-B-I-A-S.com forward slash allergies. Hello, my dog lovers. This is Dr. Peter Tobias, and you're listening to Not Just About Dogs. Today, actually, I'm going to be talking about dogs and wonder whether you think your dog and you are alike. I believe that the more or longer our dogs live with us, the more they're dialed into our energy field, they're more like us. It's not any different than the married couples that you would see in the restaurant looking the same, eating the same food and acting very similarly, they very much start looking alike. The connection we have with our dogs resembles the connection between Earth and the moon. Our dogs are the moons of our life and we are the Earth because we have usually a stronger energy field. But it doesn't necessarily mean that the moon, our dogs, doesn't affect the Earth. us (laughs) I hope that you'll be able to stop for a minute or two and describe what you love about your dogs I'm gonna give you a few moments maybe pause (laughs) anyway the characteristics that uh, you have described are most likely the best ones. Uh, You see the best of you in your dog, you see the best of your dog in your dog. But dogs aren't always angels. They sometimes are stubborn, they don't come back when we call them, they can be whiny, fearful, stubborn, greedy, jealous, gluttonous. They jump up on people, they try to hump other dogs. I know the list could go on. Most of us get frustrated or embarrassed when our dogs misbehave. I think it is because we learn to box our emotions into two categories, the good ones and the bad ones. But is it really true? For example, happiness is usually seen as a positive trait, but if someone is happy about other people's misfortune, that obviously is not positive. On the other hand, fear is generally frowned upon, but if it's used to construct airbags and seatbelts, such fear actually can be very positive. Anger is one of the most complicated emotions because most people have learned to push anger aside or at least control it, which is actually good because anger sometimes can end up in violent reactions and that is definitely not what we wanna see. 
But anger can also be very positive when it's channeled into improving the lives of poor people or protecting the environment, caring for animals, uh, making changes and shifts in how we live and how we treat others, including animals. To summarize, our emotions are neither negative or positive as long as they don't end up in violence against others or ourselves. I believe that seeing our emotions as neutral would create a huge shift in how most people feel because we all beat ourselves up for something that is labeled as not good. There is one thing that frightens us about our dogs. Our society has conditioned us to disown and push away our negative emotions. It is frightening to see these emotions uh, in our dogs. Many of the modern world dogs live their life on a leash. They are restricted from saying doggy hello. They can sniff the butt and wag the tail. Plus, many dogs have an anxious human on the other side of the leash, which is another problem. We have been conditioned that expression of fear, anger, or frustration is not okay. And many people react internally without even realizing that they're upset and our dogs react to it. I have no doubt that most dogs would always aim for a peaceful resolution of a conflict. But because of the leash restrictions and human worry, it does create a very explosive combo. I remember a story of Bella, and Bella was one of my patients maybe 15 years ago, and Bella was very aggressive, at least her owner said she was aggressive. And I was curious, um, I asked her whether I could take Bella for a walk with my dog Pax, and or with my dog Sky, not Pax, <laughs> and um, his sister Peggy. When we got to the forest, uh, Bella was acting just fine. She was meeting other dogs, she was off leash, and she was happy to be with us and, and with the pack. But as soon as we drove back in the driveway of the owner's house, Bella attacked my two dogs. And I could see that the owner was very anxious to see her in the car. She worried about the other dogs being attacked and it really happened. I don't deny that some dogs are dangerous and truly aggressive. And that's why I recommend that every dog that is reactive should be assessed by a positively minded behaviorist. However, positive doesn't mean to have a positively charged electric zapper or choked collar. I've seen that many people use these bad shortcuts as a way of trying to solve problems, but we usually end up with dogs that are possibly more behave in quotes, but in fact, they're scared and frightened of being punished. I truly believe that most dogs would be just fine if they had an opportunity to be socialized with other dogs from an early age. And unfortunately, this directly ties into a very common recommendation that puppies should not be socialized until the age of four months. However, by the age of four months, they already develop certain social patterns and behaviors, especially when they're not socialized with other dogs, and then they may become reactive. The unfortunate part of all this is that this recommendation is given under the false impression that if we socialize our dogs with other dogs, they would be prone or they would be at risk of getting an infectious disease. My approach to this is to measure antibody titer at the age of 12 weeks. And if it's positive, meaning that if the antibodies are present, then I let dogs, let puppies socialize with other dogs in 
uh, kind of morally social way, meaning that I wouldn't take a puppy to a dog park, but I would let it meet other dogs and play and socialize and sometimes even be told what is what is uh, not the right behavior because dogs are very good and clear in communicating that. I mean, adult dogs. If you are curious about my safer vaccination protocol, you can go to peterdobias.com, P-E-T-E-R-D-O-B-I-A-S.com and search for the term vaccination and it will come up with uh, the article that describes the protocol and what you can do. I know that it is not easy to be calm in situations when our dogs misbehaved. I get embarrassed too when Pax uh, tries to jump on people and tries to kiss their faces. And uh, when we get in situations like these, we have to repattern, we have to retrain our dogs. Uh, what I usually do, I use treats to recall him and ask him to sit and greet others more politely. Now, such training can be used for jumping up, chasing bikes, or even aggression, because when a dog connects a situation with a treat, it will help to reprogram their behavior. I see a dog treat as an equivalent of a tip. Imagine that you come to a restaurant and the waiter treats you well, or maybe not. <laughs> and uh, when you're paying, you decide to leave a generous tip. When you do that on a regular basis, often enough, then the waiter will probably treat you better. And at the end, you may be his or her favorite regular. And this is what we can do with our dogs. The dog treats are the equivalence of a tip and dogs will remember and they will behave differently. I have a neighbor who has a very well-behaved dog and when, whenever I drive by and he's walking his dog, I can see that the dog actually sits. And the other day I stopped by and said hello and said, you know, your dog is so well-behaved. He says, well, you know, every time he sees a car, I ask him to sit. And now he loves seeing cars because he knows he's going to get a treat. He doesn't even know that he sits. He just waits for the treat. So this is something that I'd like you to remember to make sure that you learn to create positive association in dogs that are fearful, worried, or so-called aggressive. Now, I think that e-collars, choke chain, prong collars are not the solution. I know that many trainers still use them and I'm kind of terrified when I see dogs with uh, shock collars or other devices that are really rough. As I said, I don't think that these devices produce happier dogs or well-behaved dogs. They just produce dogs or make dogs more frustrated and afraid of punishment. The next thing that I'd like to talk about are dogs 2.0. I have at least half a dozen friends who are on their second generation of dogs. And so am I, but I'm not going to be talking about heartbreak today. Instead, I would like to share with you what I observed about the first and second generation of dogs. From my experience, pretty much across the board, the first generation of dogs, the first dogs that people have, are usually slightly more insecure. They may be less healthy. They may be more neurotic. They may be more serious and less light. And I think that the first generation comes to us to not only mirror us, but also teach us about our own emotions and our behavior and how we live. Now, the second generation is a totally different ballgame because they're usually lighter, happier, they're healthier, and they have just generally easier life. And it would be easy to understand why they're healthier because we usually learn about how to keep our dogs healthy with the first generation. And Sky was exactly that. 
But how do you explain that they're more relaxed, that they're enjoying life, that they're easier going, maybe more cuddly? Well, I think that they came to us to kind of reap the rewards. They're the reward for growing and, and becoming better people. They're our dogs 2.0. So I think the second generation may be just the reward for all our hard work in life. They are the dogs 2.0. They are the mirrors of who we have become. Thank you so much for listening and give your dog a hug for me. Take care. Bye-bye.